This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. This is Double Tap Canada from AMI-audio, the place where blind people talk tech. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Double Tap Canada. Here we are. I hope you like the new uh, sound. Uh, Yeah, we've got a bit of a new sound, which kind of goes along with our new TV show as well. Uh, We've got Sean Priest over there. Hello, Sean. Are you happy? Uh, no, I don't like change, Stephen, as you well know. Mm, I, I know that because uh, we are, of course, uh, trying a different room today for our recording and uh, you couldn't find the door, which was rather amusing. Uh, well, there's no change there. That's, yeah. I'm quite comfortable with that. Uh, you couldn't find the door in the old room either, in fairness. <laughs> and we've been only in it a hundred odd times, literally. Um, Tim Schwartz from Life After Blindness is here. Hello, Tim. Hello, Stephen. Hello, Sean. I love the new sound. It does match up well with the TV show. And honestly, Sean finds doors. Walls, shrubs, you know, the floor. Okay, Tim, that's enough. Thank you. Moving on. Hey, but wait a minute. Well, I can say that because, well, so do I. Yeah, you can can also say it because it's true. It's also very true. I mean, Sean has called us before from hedges. Yes. From a hedge. From inside a hedge. From inside the hedge. Entirely sure where I am. I think you even said to me once you were going to buy one of those tile tag things, stick it on like a fence post in a field somewhere. So that at least you could get out of the field. Correct. Is that right? And that is a genius idea. You're welcome. You can have that one. Yes, I was. <laughs> and hopefully, if only there were apps or services that you could drop waypoints or markers with them to follow your way back with GPS. If only Fake news. there was such a thing for blind people Don't to exist. do that. If no? only there was some kind of service, uh, perhaps in a country that was as developed as the UK that Sean lives in, that might have mobility and orientation services. If only. <laughs> Clearly not. <laughs> okay, can we stop picking on me now? This is meant to be a brand new Brexit start. Britain kicking in for you, is it? Uh, right. Um, although it started 30 years ago, bizarrely. Um, but yes, uh, we've got lots to get through this. We're going to be talking about music. Uh, we're going to be talking about one of my favourite uh, stories of the week, which I just love this story. Uh, if you ever have difficulty remembering to take the bins out, then you're going to love some new technology. And hey, if you're even one of those people who, you know, you use the white cane and you just spend your life dodging bins on bin day. That's me. Yeah, that's no surprise. Um, then <laughs> yes. you will love this technology. Um, but yes, uh, we did. Have, we just want to quickly mention Double Tap TV because uh, we'll tell you what's coming up on, on next week's show in a minute. But I've got to say, well done to Robin Christofferson, who was on the first show with us last week, uh, talking about the new uh, Apple TV Plus program C. He was a consultant uh, on the program. He actually got a chance to sit down with Apple, uh, the makers of the show uh, who worked with Apple, to actually uh, give t- some direction. Um, something John could really benefit from. Um, but yeah, uh, let's give some direction to the program and, you know, give some good advice. If you haven't checked out the show yet, check it out on the AMI app and, uh, you know, do send us your feedback to feedback at ami.ca. And uh, I'm not sure, I'm sure we'll hear from Robin again soon, but very interesting to get his uh, points of view. And I know he'll be uh, talking to some of the other shows on AMI uh, over the next few weeks, so do check out uh, that when it happens. So yeah, that was really good. Um, speaking of Apple, guys, I've got to say, I'm not liking the uh, Apple iPhone 11. Hi, whoa, 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 don't whisper that. Are you saying you don't like it? That's, I think that's what he said, he doesn't like it. I don't like it. Here's the thing, right? Oh. So in, la- in the time that we've last spoken, I've had an iPhone Pro Max, 
I didn't like that. I mean, that's just ridiculously big and it's heavy as anything. It's a brick in your pocket. Uh, I don't like it. Well, it is the Max version. The whole selling point of the Max, apart from the battery life, is that it's big. It is yeah, kind of the point. But it is big. Yeah. Yeah. And all I, I'm, you know, what I was trying to work out was, and, and actually the three of us had chatted about this last week, um, off air about this whole thing around the size and the thickness of the phone, and, and what was that covering up? Was it the battery? Was it a better camera that's obviously inside the Pro Max, which really, I mean, it is a great camera without a shadow of a doubt. The ultra-wide lens is brilliant on it, and all of that stuff is lovely. But really, truthfully, am I going to use any of that? No. So, no, exactly. And it's got a Pro XDR screen in it. Again, I turn the screen off. It's just stupid. So it didn't seem much point in, in hanging around with it. I will say, though, voiceover was as fast as anything on it. It was a very powerful machine. But I kind of wondered, okay, is it as good as, say, the iPhone 11? So I decided to swap it out, and I did got in contact with Apple, and I just said, look, I want to swap it out for the iPhone 11. No problem at all. So they gave me an 11, and um, I don't like it. I, I've said it. I don't really. I, it's the same problem. It's actually it's not that much smaller than the Pro Max because it kind of sits in the middle between uh, both the iPhone Pro and the iPhone Max. It kind of sits there in the middle in terms of size. So it's not hugely, it's not ma- massively smaller. Um, same kind of weight as well. I mean, not thick by any stretch. I wouldn't call it a thick phone, but oh, it is thicker can't than bear previous it versions. Much longer. Um, obviously again because it's got a good battery in it and all the rest oh. and the camera's lovely and all the rest and lovely although I will say one thing having a look at the liquid retina display uh, my sort of first opinion of that was that it's um, I don't know a bit too liquidy for me <laughs> so um, what does that mean? does it melt in your hands? <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> right so like when you're scrolling uh, the screen say you're scrolling Facebook or you're scrolling through a text message or whatever the text, and maybe it's just my eye condition, and it probably is, but I, it just to me, the motion actually makes me feel a bit sick. So I don't really like that feeling that I get when I'm scrolling, um, which is obviously a bit of a problem because that's generally how you move around uh, the, the messages and the mail and everything else. But it just, I don't know what it is. I just don't know if I like that style. That The screens on the Pro Max and the Pro, uh, yeah, the Pro Max and the Pro, the, the screens are much better. So I would say that if you're uh, someone who is partially sighted but enough vision to use the screen, I would think that the Pro and the Pro Max is the one for you. If it is uh, someone who's blind and you don't really care too much about uh, the Face ID thing, um, yes, it is a lot faster on the iPhone uh, 11 and on the 11 Pro, but I still find it doesn't quite capture for me. You know, again, it's just I think I maybe just have too big a face. I don't know what it is, but it just doesn't seem to work for me very well. Stephen Big um, Face Scott there. Yes. Yeah, that's right. That's my nickname. Uh, so that's a bit annoying. Um, but you know, again, it's that whole swiping up from the bottom thing. I, just, I don't know. I just I'm a bit fed up with it. I really want Touch ID, and I'm not prepared to hang on. So I've decided my new phone will be. <laughs> That's the all the budget stretched to. Um, we've well, we got new we got new jingles. Like, you know what else do you want? The, uh, opening um, sequence, yeah. All that, yep. all that went to the music in that woman. Um, but uh, yeah, essentially, uh, it's the iPhone eight. Oh come on now, we yeah, come on now. Right, <laughs> look. So you're complaining that it's thicker, even though that gives you the battery life that we've all been wanting on an iPhone for so long. I've always yeah. been complaining, oh, why are they making it so thin? We want battery life. That should take priority. They start to do that, and then you complain that it's too clunky. 
unbelievable. Too heavy. Yeah. yeah he said it's too well, liquidy, no, it's no. too fast, and it's too thick. <laughs> liquidy. Wow. <laughs> It's not me. Um. <laughs> Are you describing the phone? or Yeah, yeah let's not go there. Um, but I, I don't know. I just Something about these new phones, I just find the weight of them is, is a bit of an issue for me. I don't like that. Uh, and, and I don't know. I'm just not, I'm not sold by them. I'm just not sold by them at all. And I, I just I love Touch ID. I think uh, I got my mother an iPhone 8. And that was the first time I got a chance to really try one out. And I just I just seem to take to that phone more. Uh, I just like it. I just feel that is the blind phone. I honestly don't know what to say. Tim? The only thing I can say is we said this before the 11 came out, that this was probably how we were going to feel. And it's turned out to be correct mm-hmm. because we do like Touch ID so much. The 8 is still a very nice, very fast phone. It does everything really well. And if you are still a person like Stephen and like myself, I don't really know where Sean stands on this. I don't think you care about Touch ID, but maybe. Um, but yeah, I mean, we, I, sorry, I'm speaking for you. Um, but uh, but no, if you if you still want or, or need Touch ID, yeah, going with the 8 I think is just fine. And if the rumors turn out to be true that either next year or the year after they're going to bring back Touch ID in some way where it will be you know under the screen and all that kind of thing, then try to wait until then. You know, it, it, I don't think that's a bad decision. I think the 11 is a nice phone. It's fine, but it, it may not be for everybody. Well, what about the 10S you've still got, Stephen, if you've still got the 10S? No, that, my wife's got that now. That's gone. I'll never see that again. She loves it. She absolutely adores it. It's got the OLED screen which she adores. She uh, still uses the screen, although I still don't think she should be, but that's up to her. Uh, she's still struggling away with the screen, but she does find that that is much better than the 6 Plus that she was using before. Uh, of course it's going to be of better course. than that. Um, I, I think the problem I have is I'm still at that point with my vision that I'm, I've still got a little bit that allows me to occasionally just try out a screen, and the problem with that is that it works for maybe two or three minutes, and then you have to give it up, and Your head it almost explodes. feels like a waste. Yes. Yeah, exactly, and it's not much fun. So I don't like it. I'm not. I, I hate that. That's one thing I hate about the vision I've got because it, it's really in the middle. I'm stuck in the middle between this kind of, you know, there's a line that you cross from being. I think it goes from useful to useless. Yeah. Um. I, I don't just mean me. I mean my sight. <laughs> um. Although arguably, uh. So you know, uh. On the on the kind of useless scale, it's kind of hitting it now, and that's where I am. And I just it really annoys me because I w- I'd love to use those screens, but you know, even trying to watch Netflix on them, I just don't get any enjoyment out of it at all. So I I think I just have to give it up mm. and accept my fate. Uh. iPhone eight. It is. Accept your fate. It's an iPhone 8. There you go. Yeah, get some marketing around wow. that, Apple. I, I don't even know what to say to <laughs> yeah. that. No, but you, you, I, I don't think they're going to jump on that but, one if I'm honest. <laughs> but you do actually make a good point. Not to sound surprised about that. Sorry, Stephen. I'm so sorry. I dare you. But no, I mean, if you are someone who's progressively losing vision, I've been there. I, I went through that same thing myself. And as the vision got worse, there's only so much larger you can make the text, only so much brighter, or only so many different contrasting colors or inverted colors, and so many different things yeah. you can do until you finally just literally hit that that digital wall, that technical wall of, okay, I, I can't do this anymore because I've done everything I can with the tech and, and the settings that are there. I'm getting eye headaches. Anybody that's had them knows what that is. I'm having these horrible eye headaches <laughs> and, and well, uh, nice. you know, it, it just isn't worth it. And you 
unfortunately do come to a point where it's either accept it or throw it away and you know good on you to accept it and try to move on so uh, that's a good thing no nonsense yeah. <laughs> you know what that's called ladies and gentlemen is denial uh it's not yeah. just a river in egypt it is no no face. okay take the screen out of it the iphone 11 right it's got a better battery mm. you said the performance was amazing so why would you want to step back um, take the price out I of said- it let's, let's also do that Let's just look yeah, at the phone I mean, itself. Of course, if you if you go to something like the iPhone 8, the price is going to drop significantly. Um, it's not, I mean, I'll be honest, it's not a factor for me, right? I've got the iPhone 11, so I'm going to save some money by doing this. Yeah. Um, but it's, um, I don't know, I, I, I know what you mean, but I think I, I, I still haven't gotten to grips with this whole swipe up from the bottom uh, way of using the phone. And a lot of people tend to ask me, which is kind of, I almost feel like I have to keep this iPhone 11 because I feel if I go to the iPhone 8, people think, oh, well, that's, you know, he's he's kind of, he's supposed to be a, a tech guy and he doesn't, he doesn't even use the latest stuff. But you've got to use what's comfortable for you. And and the Touch ID, I and mean, I'm using, as you know, I got the iPhone SE for work. And then they switched me over to an iPhone 7 recently. And I think that was what kind of did it for me because I was just loving using the 7. It was just like, this is so quick. I mean, it's so easy. And that was a seven. Um, mm. And it just it was really good. I was enjoying it. So it's more and to do I with thought, the new interface that you're not actually liking than Face ID yeah, as well. I don't, yeah, the Face ID is a bit of a pain. Just in the way that it just does not, it sometimes won't catch it. And, you know, we all look, if, we, if you are using your phone, we'll all look very close. That's where the problems start. And it doesn't, there's two things I don't like. One is the way it doesn't recognize it quickly enough. And and if you pull the phone away as as quick as you think you've done it, it doesn't then reconnect. You've got to swipe up again to do it. But, of course, you can't see that it's saying that, so you've got to bring it closer to say, see, oh, swipe up again. Oh, it's away again. Oh, right. Um, So you go through all this rigmarole, and then once it actually unlocks, it doesn't take you straight into the home screen. That's one thing Android does. Uh, The Samsung S10 does this. You, You hold the phone up to your face. It just automatically unlocks and goes right to the home screen. Why can't they get that to do that on the iPhone? I don't understand. I agree. I guess it's I guess it's partly due to the notifications. You know, the, the reason that the Face ID is there is so that you can have your your phone, and it's, it's a very smart feature if you can see, because um, you can just look at your phone and your notifications just come to life. You know, before that they might be sitting there, it might say Tim Schwartz message, but that's all it'll say. Yeah. And then if I look at my phone, it'll expand that, and I'll actually see the message saying, "Where are you, Stephen? I've been waiting for half an hour." Um, <laughs> So, you know, it's that kind of thing. And I just think that's what, you know, it's those kind of lovely features that are great for sighted people. I don't think Face ID and this particular interface is great for blind people. I don't, obviously, there is a reality here. This is all the way it's all going. But you know what? If they bring out maybe an iPhone SE 2, which I'm still kind of hoping for, maybe next year, uh, then that would be good. But in the meantime, I, I need a phone. Uh, it's not going to be any of these. So it's going to be the iPhone 8 for me. And I was going to say that, Stephen, what if the rumors are true that they are truly going to announce that next year, maybe in, in the spring, March or April, an SE2 is coming? And if the rumors are true, it's going to have the guts of an iPhone 8 and also still have Touch ID. If that happens, if it's true, would that be the new phone then? Would that be the new, quote, blind phone? Oh, yeah, definitely. That's trade in for me. Uh <laughs> Here, take this rubbish. <laughs> Give me that. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they stick with the Touch ID, and, and I hope they do. I hope so. Um, I mean, I, I suppose there's really less of an argument for it now, isn't it? Because it's not like it's it's 
it's more beneficial to somebody than not. I mean, we obviously have a very niche uh, requirement here, um, but it, it's not. I mean, you couldn't even argue it's a requirement because you could say, well, it is personal choice. I just prefer that style of phone. I like the way it works. I like. I think it's lighter. I just, I just like. It. I want one. In fact, you know what? After the show, I'm just going to go and buy it. That's it. I've made my mind up. Wow, impulsive. I like it. No, you know what? I'd re- you know me. I'd really like to hear other people. You say you're surprised by Stephen being impulsive? No, no, never. But I would, I would really like to hear other people's experience of yes, face, so would I. face ID, and the new gestures. I'm, I say new. I mean, it's not new, is it? When were these introduced? A while no. ago now. Come on, it's iPhone 10, wasn't it? So that was Technically first two cycles ago. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So, but yeah, how is that? Because I have spoken to a few people and it's almost a 50-50 split when I talk to people. Some people oh, yeah, like yeah. it and love it and get on with it fine and others don't. Yeah, I know a lot of blind people that, that are quite happy using the, the iPhone and have gotten used to it and, and really like it. Uh, I'm just not one of them. I just, I'm not there with it. Uh, but that's the joy of choice, isn't it? It's not about, you know, it's not like what Stephen Scott says, then the world should follow. I mean, obviously, I'd love it to be the case. <laughs> that's not what but, you um, told us. <laughs> you said that's not what I heard. Um, but no, I mean, it, it's just, it's not, it's just, it's got to be your choice. You know, it's got to be the right thing for you. Anyway, look, I, I want to get away from that because we, we, I didn't intend to spend the whole first half talking just about this. Um, we, I do want to talk to you about music, though, because uh, Amazon Music HD uh, was announced just before the Apple, uh, the Apple, the Amazon event. Uh, <laughs> there's so many events. That would um, be a neat trick. The Apple Amazon event. The Apple Amazon event. Well, you know, they partnered with everyone else, uh, so that could have worked. But anyway, uh, yeah, so the Amazon event happened, and just before, a couple of days before that, I got an email uh, which said, hey, do you want to uh, sign up to the Amazon Music HD? So I was immediately writing a blog saying, I know what's coming next, a big speaker. <laughs> Uh, because surely there's going to be something that's going to play lovely HD music, because uh, nothing at that point from Amazon would have given you that quality. In fact, I, I think it would probably be something like Sonos, more than likely, or even HomePod that would give mm. you that kind of quality, although HomePod's arguable, I think, in that one. Um, Ooh. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I didn't see it on the official list. Uh, when we looked at the list of of uh, com- companies that would be supporting the Amazon Music HD, uh, you saw names there like Marantz and Denon and Sonos, but didn't see Apple on there, interestingly. Yeah, we didn't see Apple. I don't expect that we will, no. quite honestly, because I think they're looking at them as direct competition, whereas some of these other products, some of them, including Sonos, have built-in Amazon Echo technology. I was happy to see that they also say in the release and in their FAQ that any Echo Series 2 and above, so the Echo, Echo Dot, any of them Series 2 and above, Fire TVs, etc., will allow for the HD quality music. So I was happy to hear that because I have an Echo 1 in my house that we don't really use, and then we have a 2, and then a couple of Dot 3s, and all of those will use the new HD service. Well, well, hold the phone. Yes, okay, so technically they can play back the higher quality audio stream, but it's all about if they can reproduce that higher quality sound, and I don't think a Dot 3 will... Uh, maybe even the Echo, no matter what generation, I think that was probably struggle to tell a difference between standard quality and HD. That's not what their FAQ says, but we'll, well see. I mean, I haven't signed up for it yet to try it. I intend on trying uh, it on two different dot threes and seeing if it does sound any different. But uh, that's that's what they're claiming is that they, I don't know if maybe they knew this was coming and they, they made it from second generation on be able to work, but they're making it sound like it'll play and sound better with uh with those devices 
I think it will sound better, but only marginally on those kind of devices. If I'm honest, I think you'll you'll. Find I do agree that, with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you'll maybe notice that a song might not sound quite as watery, and I think that's the best way I can describe it. Always, oh, always a bit liquid with me, isn't it? Um, but yes, <laughs> it's today anyway. Um, but you know, I, I think with the uh, with the Amazon Echo Dots, I'm not so sure. Maybe with the Echoes, the Echo Bigs, and the Echo Biggers, um, the, the new one, of course, the Echo Studio has, has now been renamed the Echo Bigger. Uh, I thought it was the Echo Stephen. It was the Echo Fat, yes, it was. Uh, but well, I've renamed that. I'm not fat shaming anymore. That's wrong. Um, so no, it's it's the Echo Bigger, which is probably just as bad. Uh, but yeah, so that is is going to be the one where you'll be able to listen to this high quality music in in the way it's intended. Uh, what is HD music? I, I hear you cry. Well, essentially, it is uh, what they call anything that's CD quality or above. Um, and I don't think our ears are particularly tuned to hearing anything above CD quality, but I don't know. I mean, I remember years ago, Sony tried Super Audio CDs, uh, which lasted for all of five minutes uh, because <laughs> the players were so expensive and, and you couldn't really get much music on it. Uh, whereas now, of course, you can convert all this stuff, play it through one device. It's much easier. Um, I'll be really interested to hear. You know I'm a bit of an audiophile. I do like my HomePod, but I still think the Sonos is better. Um, and like, you know, most things in life, if you add more than one, they tend to get, you know, it tends to get, it's like, you know, me with cakes, I'll always, I find two cakes better than one. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's the same with uh, Sonos speakers, uh, just like cakes, uh, you get two and it sounds much better because you're getting that true stereo as opposed to kind of manufactured stereo out of it. Yeah. Um, but I'd be interested to hear what you can do with these because of course, remember with Echoes, you can pair them. So Echo Dots, uh, Pair Echo Dots, I believe, third generation onwards. Um, you can yep. uh, pair Echoes, Echo Plus. You can uh, even add subwoofers. And you can even, yeah, that's right. I mean, I've got two Echoes, and I was thinking of adding a sub to it just to hear how it sounded, because I think, if I'm honest, if you pair them up, they do sound like they could do with some bass. So, hence why they made this sub. Uh, so you can buy that as well. And, and Yeah, that's why. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So just to be clear then, so what, the service is offering it's actually three levels isn't it because you got the standard quality which is what the amazon music is already and that's that's what you would listen to exactly it is and that's up to 320 <laughs> kilobits per second mp3 <laughs> it's fine and then you've got the yeah, hd terrible. which is 16 bit 40 uh, 44000 kilohertz i'm not sure what 44.1 dear 44.1 all right i was just being approximate but yes <laughs> and i'm not sure what the file format is for that and then you've got the... FLAC, I think. I think it's FLAC. No, I think the Ultra HD, the Ultra HD is, is FLAC. FLAC. Yeah. And that's why some, ah. some devices won't support FLAC playback. Um, yes, that's And true. that's some sort of ridiculous bit rate. And, you know, that is amazing quality. So, well, it can be anything at once. I mean, FLAC can also be CD. Um, no, no. It's no, essentially right. an uncompressed... Uh, or Sorry, a compressed version of something that's uncompressed. It's very confusing. It's lossless, but, um, basically. You, get, you don't lose any quality. Yeah, that's right. So, yeah, so that's why not all devices support it, because it, not all devices support FLAC playback. But there's three levels. Um, the majority is... The difference between HD and the Ultra HD, you know, that is going to come down purely to the quality of the speaker you're playing back on. You need mm. something decent to hear that difference. But the difference between SD and HD is probably, as you said, you, you probably will hear that. 
I think you will definitely. And it's not just the speaker because I, I had thought this and it confirmed it looking on Amazon's website. Your internet speed is going to depend uh, a lot on this as well mm. because if you're, if they will somehow auto detect like other apps do. I know TuneIn and iHeartRadio and other apps will do this to try to get the better quality for your internet speed. Um, and they will push it as, you know, as it needs to be. So if you're trying to get an ultra HD, but your internet isn't going to bring it down quick enough to your, whatever device you're playing it on, then they will push that down, compress it down to either HD or the standard. Um, so that, that is another consideration because these files are huge. The, yes. the HD and ultra HD files get so big. And you can, I think, I know in Amazon's app, you can select, I know you could, for example, uh, select a higher quality download, uh, even on the move if you wanted to, but you would obviously be warned that it would eat into your data. So that was something that you had to be aware of. Um, and that's another thing. It depends on what data package you're on. Be very cautious about this. If you've got a, a low data package, maybe three gigabytes or something, um, you don't want to start downloading too much high-quality music because it will start eating into your data. Uh, the same if you were downloading Netflix or shows from, from any on-demand providers. You've got to be cautious about that. But um, but I, I think most people these days tend to be moving on to uh, higher data plans um, and I think we're probably getting to the point where unlimited data will come and that will probably be when 5G launches um, Yeah. so you know we'll get to a point where no one will think about that anymore it's like the days when do you remember the days of, of mobile phones at the beginning when you get like five texts a month yes <laughs> I'm like, thinking, oh, I've sent you a text but I can't send you another one because I've already <laughs> sent five are you still <laughs> using the Tidal service Stephen well, that's interesting. No, I stopped because it's quite an expensive service, $22 or $25, I think it was, which is pretty steep yeah. for me. Um, and I have a feeling now Tidal's going to be forced to be more competitive because it, it, with with this new Amazon service, I think if you um, are a Prime member, I think it's still twelve ninety nine. If you have Amazon Unlimited, it's just an extra $5. But then the Ultra is even more than that. I think it's even maybe another 3 or $5 above that. So it's still le- you know, much less expensive than what Tidal was. So mm-hmm. Tidal is now getting, probably for the first time, a true HD competitor. I think they all are, if I'm honest. Yes. Oh, I mean, yeah, one, absolutely. I'll, I'll be honest. I mean, I, I, I subscribe to Apple Music, but I sometimes wonder why. Uh, I don't find Apple Music to be brilliant in terms of the, the albums. You often find an album will be there, but maybe half the tracks aren't there. you got to buy the album instead, and that irritates me. Um uh, and I, I don't mind buying albums from time to time, but you know I really have to like it, and I'd like to hear the, the whole album first and get a, a sense of it, and then, <laughs> then I might buy it. No, no. If, I, I'm, if I'm paying for a streaming service, I'm not buying a, any digital. Well, no, I do because anyway. no, I do because the amount of times I've gone on and I've maybe wanted to listen to an album again, and the song's gone uh, because the licenses have changed, and now that album's only available on Spotify or whatever. That puts me off. So yeah. uh, no, I, I do buy. But no, I mean, I, I think it's taken to task Apple. Spotify, uh, any of these providers, I think, and including Tidal, uh, who I think will see a bit of a pushback against their service because if you can get much higher quality music from Amazon, well, why would you? And of course, they have the market cornered with these speakers, don't they? Millions of these things sell, and even more will sell this year. Yeah, uh, you know the price points they've put on these new devices. I mean, that Echo Studio is one hundred and ninety nine dollars. I mean, for for high quality Dolby Atmos built in. Yeah, three uh, D audio potential sound, uh, depending of course. On it. I mean, that's that's mental. You can get, you know, for the same price as two HomePods, just maybe maybe just a bit 
uh, over the price of two home pods. It's yeah, over one home pod, sorry. And you can get two like one and a half home pods. Yeah. <laughs> you can get yes. one and a half home pods. Uh the half would obviously be rather useless to you. Um, <laughs> but you can get that for, you know, two Amazon Echo Studios. I mean that's pretty impressive. Has anyone pre ordered the studio yet? Oh yes. Oh, of course oh, you yeah. have. Of course, course you have. Just the one. You really good Yeah. Of course I've pre ordered it. It's gonna be amazing. Can't <laughs> wait to try it. Uh look, we've got to take a break. Uh stick around. We have got lots to talk about. Uh we'll go through some of your emails as well, some of your feedback. Uh we'll get to that. And um if you uh have difficulties on bin day when the garbage trucks come and there are bins and dumpsters everywhere then uh, we may have the solution that you might be looking for. Stick around. And now we're back with the Double Tap Canada team for more news on the latest tech from an accessibility point of view. Join in the fun with Double Tap by emailing your comments to feedback at ami.ca or on Twitter at Double Tap Canada. Welcome back. This is Double Tap Canada. It is Stephen Scott. I've got uh, Sean Priest and Tim Schwartz from Life After Blindness back with us once again. Um, guys, coming up, we're going to be talking about taking the garbage out in a whole new way. Oh, I'm so excited. Uh, can't <laughs> wait to tell you this story. Uh, but first, I let's knew get this story some... would tickle you. Yeah, it did. It really did. Uh, well, we're going to get to that in a minute, but I want to get some of your emails first, though, because uh, lots of you have been getting in touch. Several of you, in fact, and uh, it seems people called Chris have been getting in touch. <laughs> Uh, particular. I don't know why people called Chris decided to get in touch this way, but hey, thank you for doing it. You got in touch by emailing feedback at ami.ca following a call uh, we had, in fact, an email we had from Billy Burrell a while back. Uh, he had issues forwarding text messages. Uh, we all tried out the process of forwarding a single text message and we couldn't get it to work. But apparently there is now a solution and Tim knows the answer. I do know the answer, and it's the same answer I would have given before we tested it when Billy's email came in. When we tested it, I think we were all in beta, and we swiped down, went to more, as you're selected on a message, of course, double-tapped on more, and usually at the bottom would be a forward option. When we were in beta, that was not there. I swear it wasn't there. It wasn't there. I tried it as well. Even I tried it. Yeah, even you tried it. Correct. And uh, we could find copy. So, of course, that was the advice we gave at the time. Just copy it and paste it to another message or anywhere else. I thought that was a terrible idea. Well, of course you would. But now, thankfully... With iOS 13 going public, I guess, I don't know, but I did check it before we went on the air here. And yes, if you swipe down now on a particular message, hit, uh, select more. At the very bottom, you can either swipe to the right to the bottom or four finger single tap to take you immediately to the bottom. There is now a forward option. So it is there. Hooray. Yeah, well, uh, the good news is that uh, in between all this, uh, Billy got back in touch and said, that's all right, guys, figured it out. So um, there you go, that's that. Um, But look, we're glad we could uh, help, I think. Uh, So anyway, look, if you've been wanting to forward texts, and I'll be honest, it isn't even something I've considered, so uh, it's a nice little thing I didn't know we could do, uh, then, uh, yeah, you can now do that, which is great. Okay, let's turn to uh, one of our callers who has uh, gotten in touch. Hello. Good day. Message for Double Tap Canada. Love the show, gentlemen, and especially especially appreciate the time you put into it. Hopefully, the pay's worth it. (laughs) You said last week, which was uh, Thursday, the 26th of September, that uh, Amazon Echoes would be bilingual. Do we need to buy a new hardware 
will we have a new skill that we have to put in our echoes or is it another strategy that we need to do so that we can take advantage of our lovely French music artists and everything else? Thank you. Thank you. Uh, well, you know, it's, it's actually an interesting question you bring up there because, um, this, this is actually the problem with modern technology, isn't it? That there's no instructions. There's no way of knowing anything, really. It just kind of pops up, appears, and you don't even know it's there until it arrives. I mean, Whisper Mode just arrived in the UK. Uh, you know, you wouldn't even know unless there was some kind of news around it. And, and Whisper Mode is, I love it. You know, I love. I didn't know that. Did you not know that? Oh, I've got know. to go and try it now. You, you clearly just... don't read the Double Tap online blog very no, often. I've, I've... Um, no, apparently but... not. <laughs> I'm going to go yeah. and mute myself and try this out. I'll be back in a minute. Yeah, okay, enjoy. Um, well, uh, you know, he's going to be there all day now. We'll never, we'll never hear from him again. Whispering to Lady A all night long. It's a bit freaky, I'll be honest. It's a little bit freaky, um, but it's brilliant. If you don't want to upset your wife in the middle of the night by asking Lady A the time and having her bellow the time out, uh, it just whispers it back to you. It's well, like, but here's the problem. If you have the audio cues on, which I presume they made for people like us so you can mm. know that it's listening and, and then no, no longer listening, when you whisper to it, in my experience, the audio cue, the bong sound, if you will, that bong, um, it still does it at full volume. And then Lady A whispers back. <laughs> so that's kind of a problem. So if you're not using those sounds to, to alert you, you know, when she's listening or not, then yes, it's, it's probably perfect, but, uh, not too quiet when you get the sound effects on. <laughs> No, well, that's I must admit, I don't have them turned on in the bedroom one, that's for sure. Oh, uh, there so you maybe go. that's why. Sean, have you, have you figured this out yet? Yeah, it, it didn't work for me. Is, uh, I'm assuming I need to enable it in the voice response. No, no, you oh. don't. And this, 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 I'm okay. kind of wondering if this might I answer. I did. I had to turn on whisper mode. Well, you don't have to turn it on. It's just that what I do is I whisper to it, and then she says, you whispered at me. Next time, I'll whisper back, and then she whispers her response, you see. So you I'm can also, of... though, say turn on whisper mode if, if it doesn't work back in like a minute. that for you. Thanks so it, it may. He's going to give it another try. Well, but actually, I, I kind of think that might answer the question here, because you know some of these modes, these, these features, they're not skills as such. They are built into the settings of the device. Now, Correct. no, you don't have to go and buy a new device. I mean, yes, they would love you to do that, but you don't have <laughs> to buy new devices. Uh, in fact, if you've got an Echo device, to be honest, it'll probably work with you for a long time. They're pretty robust. I would and, think so. Yeah. You know, they, they're great. I mean, even the Echo Dot version 1, the very first one, it's still functioning fine in my house. It's not the best of speakers sound-wise, no, but, it, but it does function well for everything else, for answering questions and, and basic everyday use. But music, of course, it's going to lag behind. But no, I agree. I think this is just going to be a feature, uh, probably in multiple ways, where you may just start speaking French or Spanish to your already set up English uh, language echo, and it may say oh, you, you spoke French to me. Do you want me to add that as a language? It might do that. Mm. I do know that if you go into your settings on the Lady A app and uh, under devices, under your device settings, there is a language area. And I have tried this, of course, because I wanted to see if it was out yet to see if that was a way to do it. And asking her, of course, didn't do anything. And in the settings, you can try to select more than one language, but it wouldn't let me do that just yet. So I'm curious when this does go live, go public, can you do it both ways? Either ask Lady A to do it or just speak in that language and she'll do it or just go into the language settings and add other languages and, and have it done that way. I, I would guess probably all the above. 
it's a pretty cool setting when you think about it. Uh, it is. But, but it's a setting. It's not something you have to download. It may be something you have to enable, but like I say, like Whisper Mode, it just kind of has to turn on. This is, again, my issue, that you don't get any clarity from, from anybody anymore about any of this stuff. You know, you, you get download an app, and it's like, well, how do you use the app? Right. You're just going to have to swipe your way through it and figure it out for yourself. The thing with the Amazon Echo devices is you can get that information, but you yourself have to think to look it up. So um, if you ask Lady A, you know, when you say good morning, for instance, and there's always a new thing for good morning, kind of like Google always does different graphics on Google.com for certain holidays and mm. things. The good morning with, with the Echo will give you whatever that is for that day and then maybe a hint. Or you can say what's new or what are some things that I can try or what, what you know, things to try. And the Echo will tell you the new things that are going on. But you have to ask that. Now, I did by default. I usually say no to these things. But when I set up my Echo the first time, I did allow it to send me newsletters. Every Friday, I get a newsletter from Amazon telling me what's new with Echo. Yeah. So I do get that information. Yes, and it, so but, I, if, yeah. but if you don't check that out, you don't have a chance to read it. You may not know. And if you're not saying good morning or what's new or anything like that. Again, you may not know, so it, it does surprise us. That might actually be the one time I would say to anybody, sign up to a newsletter. It um, is, yes. It's the one I've not cancelled. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. it's actually quite good. Right, how are you getting on, Sean? Have you figured it out? Yes, I did ask it to turn on whisper mode, and I love it. Yeah, it whispered back to me. It's creepy Aww. and fun. <laughs> it is creepy. I have to say, three yes. in the morning when she's whispering the time or telling you what this, this, the weather is in Venezuela, if you ask nicely. Um, <laughs> it is quite bizarre. Uh, but it's like having your own personal ASMR machine. I kind of like it, you know? Just- <laughs> I can just see it being really useful because, you know, even yeah. in the middle of the night, when, even if you turn it down to, you know, volume one, sometimes it still can be a bit bassy oh, yeah. and loud. So, yeah, yeah. I, I'm loving this. But, and, and it's enabled across all your devices as well. Once you've enabled it, it's on your account, it's enabled. So that's ah, good. That's good. Uh, well, actually, do you know what? I say that. Um, I, am, I am saying that. I haven't tried it outside the bedroom. Um, Oof. Yeah, careful. So uh, anyway, let's get Moving on. quickly. Let's move on. Please. Uh, Tiffany has been in touch with us um, with a question about Wi-Fi. Is that right? Hi, Tim, Sean, and Stephen. She got the order right. I'm having a Wi-Fi problem I hope you can help with. For some reason, every time I lock the screen of my iPhone, it gets disconnected from the Wi-Fi and I have to reconnect when I unlock the screen. I don't know if this is just a problem with my iPhone or my Wi-Fi. I have an iPhone 6S and an iPhone SE. Thanks for any help or advice. Tiffany. Okay, well, thank you for that, Tiffany. A problem with Wi-Fi being that uh, when she locks her screen of her iPhone... The uh, the Wi-Fi goes away and you have to reconnect. That's a bit bizarre. What, what should you do, Tim? You're the oracle on Wi-Fi here. Well, I don't know quite about that, but uh, actually I've seen this problem before. I've not really ever had it happen to me, but my wife has this happen all the time. Anytime we're on public Wi-Fi of any kind at a restaurant or hotel or wherever, this happens with her phone, and thankfully she now has trained herself to remember to fix it. So yes, if you lock your phone on Wi-Fi, especially public Wi-Fi, it can disconnect you when you unlock your phone and go back in. What's happening is you need to tell your phone to remember that particular Wi-Fi network. So when you're under Wi-Fi in settings, you find that particular network that you've connected to. The next swipe or right below it or next to it is more, and you tap on that, and then under there, there's a checkbox to remember that particular Wi-Fi connection. If you do that, when you lock your phone and then unlock, 
technically, in theory, it shouldn't kick you off because now it's remembered that particular service. It should work. However, if they change the password or change anything with that Wi-Fi service, of course, it could still then knock you off or kick you off. But as long as you've tapped on that checkbox to remember it, you should be fine. Well, I'll tell you, don't get me started on MacBooks uh, with Wi-Fi because, you know, they are terrible with Wi-Fi, uh, even if you do the remember the network. Uh, in fact, I remember the old iBooks and the PowerBooks before. Uh, they were shockingly bad. Um, just saying. So anyway, yeah, glad we've got that sorted out. Sorry, I felt the need to uh, say that. Yeah, no, you, um, you vent. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, let's get one more uh, call uh, because... Uh, Aaron has been in touch, Aaron Linson, who has uh, a question for us. Hey, guys, this is Aaron Linson. You all can use this on the podcast, the Double Tap Canada Canada podcast. My question is for everybody, Sean, Steve, and and Tim. How do you guys uh, work with Apple products when Apple has ethical and moral issues. And what I mean by this is we're looking at Bengate, uh, AntennaGate for like the iPhone 6, and AntennaGate for the iPhone 5S, I believe. And basically just points its customers um, to themselves saying, well, this is your fault, not ours. And then it goes and goes on and news people say, well, actually, it is Apple's fault and here's what they've done about it. My question is, the reason I ask that is because I am looking at getting a new a new phone in a couple of months, and I'm not sure whether to go with Apple again or stick with it. So I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say. Hopefully that sparks some debate because I know Sean has moved to Android, and it works. But I'm just curious if Apple is the more accessible version or if, I should just stick with Android. Uh, Thoughts and opinions are welcome. Thanks, guys. Ah, interesting question, Aaron. Yes, the uh, challenge of morals uh, when it comes to technology. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. I think if we were all truly moralistic, we wouldn't buy any of this stuff. Um, I mean, you know, we've all heard the stories, I'm sure, about how these products are often made and the horrific stories about the factories that the people work in. So if we were all truly moralistic, if we were all really standing up for society, we probably wouldn't buy any of this stuff. But, um, yeah, so I'm, but what I'm saying is, Aaron, I'm not particularly moralistic. Guys? <laughs> wow, that, that was <laughs> <Wow>. an admission. <laughs> uh, but absolutely correct, yes. yeah. I mean, it depends how principled you are. I would say that the examples you pointed at there, Aaron, the Atena, if I can say it, the Atena Gate, no, I can't, and the Ben Gate. Um, look, I, I think as soon as Apple come back and say something ridiculous like, you're holding the phone wrong, then the community or you know everyone jumps back at them and says, what are you talking about? Mm. I don't think Apple can get away with that anymore. So, yes, you're... you're and I don't think they'll ever try either. They learn... Well, uh, yeah, maybe. I yeah, I don't, maybe. I don't know. I never say never. But I think they've learned their lesson. They're not alone, guys. I mean, so you've got, you know, you get car companies where cars are exploding left, right, yeah. center. And well, you know, well, they're saying, oh, well, maybe not there's quite. something not quite right with it. Uh, maybe there's a bit of an issue. Or maybe you parked it the wrong way uh, or, you know, whatever the excuse <laughs> is they come up with. Or, you know, other phone companies have had phones just go on fire. Um, that, I mean, these aren't great uh, situations. Things happen. Uh, I think what you've got to do is ultimately decide, as I will do, and I'm ultimately a very selfish person, uh, I'll just pick what works for me. Um, 
Here's why I'm going for an iPhone 8. That's what I want. That's what I like. Uh, it's going to do the job. Why Apple? Because it's the most accessible phone out there that I use, that I can use. Yes, I know Android is good, and I know Sean bleats on about it and how great it is and blah, blah, blah. We know we heard all about it. Um, and we're going to hear more about it on next week's TV show on Double Tap TV, more about Android and how wonderful it is. It's but the great. reality is it is good, but it's not Apple, and I'm just saying. Simple as that. No, look, I agree with you, and and I still like (laughs) iOS. I really like iOS 13, so there really isn't that much in it for me anymore. Uh, You know, they they both work well. I do still have concerns on. um, I've got to watch what I say here. How if you've got really low vision or no vision, I think it's easier to get lost in Android. Um, I'll just say that. (laughs) That's the only sort of concern I've got. Oh, I can't wait to see the inbox next week. Well, no, no, I'm being honest, because I can see the screen a little bit. I can see the blob on the screen. I know that's an icon, okay? And scrolling on Android, I don't think is as accurate as it is on the iPhone. You're not not quite sure. It's not, yeah, (laughs) maybe it's too liquidy. I don't know. So there, there is a caveat to Android, and of course, I'm always talking about stock Android. So Android, for me, works fine, Um, but that's not to say iOS isn't also a great option. Can I just, can I just which, add the caveat to this very quickly just to say it is all dependent on where you start, right? It is always yes. where you start. So if you began with Android or you start with Android now, you'll probably love it. And you'll say, ah, Apple thing's terrible. Because they have, they're very similar in a lot of ways, but there are also some marked differences as well. Um, and, you know, even on the high-end phones, as I've often said, the high-end phones are better. You know, and that's probably true across the board. Uh, but then you don't have many low-end iPhones to, to choose from. That's so, right. So, you know, it's hard to, to make that comparison. Uh, but, no, I would say it just depends on where you begin. Sorry, Tim, I interrupted you. No, it's okay. And and Aaron oh, sounds good. like he began – it is, yes, maybe this one time. Um, but Aaron did say that he has used Android and is familiar with Android, although I think he has also used iOS in the past. And I could see where if you were using one of those iPhones in the past that had the bend gate or the antenna gate, and that frustrated you or that upset you because of how Apple might have treated it initially – I can get that. I understand. It's like going to a restaurant and having horrible service and horrible food, and you don't want to go back there right away. Maybe you give it time and you go back later. But Oh, you've, you've right been away, to Scotland, not... have you? I have. Yeah, No, no actually, <laughs> I haven't, but, uh, but I understand. But yeah, so I mean, it's the same kind of feeling and emotion, and so I get that. What I would say at this point, though, is going back to what you were saying about the morals of it or, or you know, all these products have, have some sort of gate. You know, Samsung just trying to put out their foldable phone that well, you try to fold it and it breaks. Or a couple of years ago, the the exploding phones that you alluded exploding to. Exploding gate. They're, yeah, explode gate, right. Um, not, wow. the, not the but, best one. No, of all the gates. All. I mean, of all the gates that are, uh, baby gates, uh, dog gates, and exploding Don't gates. Keep going. Uh, yeah, how many more <laughs> gates can I think of? Um, fence gates. No, that's terrible. Um, no, wow. That's gone. Uh, but yeah. Anyway. But no, but yeah, I mean, with all these different companies, and as you mentioned, car companies are recalling parts, and you always hear about these product recalls and food recalls. Unfortunately, accidents happen, things happen, especially in technology. Did Apple handle it the best way that they could have, especially with like antenna gate? Oh, no. you're holding it wrong. No, I that, don't, I, that was dumb. I think that it's was smug. really stupid. I think it's really smug it when they do that, and that annoys yes. me as well uh, because you know there's a problem. There clearly is an issue. It's, I mean, it's like the. The, the, I've been holding off buying a new MacBook. I really want a new MacBook, and I'm thinking, well, hang off and hang off because these new bl- butterfly keyboards they're using just apparently are terrible. They're, well, they're not terrible. It's fine unless your house 
if your house is sealed off from all dust, um, <laughs> clean, you know, like a serial yes. killer's house, um, you know, with the plastic oh, on the walls, um, then you're fine. Um, but you know, if you get a speck of dust on these MacBooks, then apparently the, the keyboards don't work properly. I mean, that is just ridiculous. And they were they still implemented the same design into the new 2019 MacBooks, MacBook Pros in particular. Uh, so same keyboard in. As soon as that shipped, on the very same day as it was brand new, it wasn't even shipping by that, that same day, that MacBook had been added to the uh, you know MacBooks with faulty bits in them list. Uh, right <laughs> off the bat. I wasn't even selling at that point. Uh, I, I just think that is, that's pretty ridiculous. Fix that first. Um, and that's where the smugness comes in for me. It gets a bit annoying after a while. Yeah, there is that definite arrogance to Apple. I, I'm saying past arrogance. I, I, I do actually agree with you about that butterfly keyboard, but there's still lots of people saying, no, you know what, I've had it a while and I haven't had a problem. But mm. there obviously is something there because Apple Those people are clean it. houses. Yeah. I think it's... They're not serial killers, yeah, look, but they, are clean, they have clean houses. <laughs> when it comes down to your... If you're principled and you say, I'm not supporting that, the trouble with that is, I think, as you've said already both of you that this isn't just an apple problem yes the arrogance about you're holding it wrong or you know the ben gate thing that that's something else but when it comes to the workplace uh, environment or practices you know amazon's had trouble with that in the past with their you know how many echoes they're creating and problems with that so every company yep. has those sort of issues so their warehouse work environment is exactly right. well, some horrific stories yep. i mean the one i read once in the independent newspaper out of the uk a couple of years back i think it was 2008 2009 and it always reminded me of the story of people who were jumping to their deaths from the top of the factories uh yep. that they were well, they were making these phones um, because ultimately Apple had said that if you die as, as a result of working in the factory, your family would be looked after. Now, you, it's a very difficult leap, literally, to say, well, you know, this is somebody who is uh, choosing to die in order to you know, look after the family, and that's because of Apple iPhones. But, you know, ultimately, if they hadn't made that offer, then people wouldn't even have that in their mind. Uh, but, you know, to put people in such a position where they would rather die than work there is is pretty uh, horrendous. I mean, it's it's just I hate I hate reading those kind of stories. And you know, I remember a really really horrible comment coming from one of the people. I can't remember who it was. High up in Apple, anyway. I want to say Steve, one of the Steves, but uh, it wasn't Steve Jobs, but one of the other ones. And I remember him saying, "Well, you know what? You can either have a new iPhone every six months or not." And I thought, "Why, really?" Um, that's your response to people jumping off the top of your factories. Mm-hmm. Well, not your their factories. They were other companies that were obviously employed by Apple to to make these things. But still, the the, the fact still stands. Uh, you know, but all companies are guilty of this. Every company is guilty of this to some degree. Yeah, that's my point. And it's it's up to us to hold these companies accountable yeah. to that. And a lot of other organisations are holding these companies uh, accountable to that. And a lot of it, how much is that down to our personal choice? I don't know. Right, look, look. Let's let's get away from serial killers and and people dying because you know we need to cheer up here. This is supposed to be a tech show, for goodness' sake. Let's talk about bins. Um, <laughs> let's get wow. the show back to the standards that people expect. Um, let's talk about rubbish right in the bin. Um, yeah. Yes. So let's talk about this because uh, apparently there's a new uh, robot garbage bin that has been developed, and the purpose is kind of like the wheelie bins, you know, you get or the, the dumpster type bins. Uh, that you get for your house. Well, what they've done is they've decided to put some some 
self-driving technology into them so they can essentially drive themselves to the curb. Um, I have to Amazing. say, this is brilliant because I am terrible for remembering to take the bins out and even worse for remembering to bring them in. Um, I love the idea of these things just taking care of themselves. So I'm all for this if this is to be developed. And I also think it would be brilliant for us blind people who have to navigate the world. And I'm thinking, make this even smarter, right? Have a little camera or something in there uh, so it's aware of its surroundings, which I'm sure it probably would have. Um, and then when it sees you coming or is aware of you coming along, you're thumping along with your white cane, Sean. Um, yes. <laughs> it'll get out of the way. It'll just traverse out your way. I love that. I I love it as well. The idea of this, if this ever happens, which it won't, but I mean, well, who absolutely knows? amazing. I hate Fridays here because you got, you know, never mind cars parked halfway on the pavement. Mm. You've got a thousand bins. It's like a minefield out there. It's terrible. I'm just knocking through them and like Godzilla. It's awful. <laughs> and uh, anything, even if it just moved them to either edge of the curb would be uh, so useful. And plus, you could get in it and ride it around. Amazing. Yeah. I'm just so glad to hear you refer to somebody other than me as Godzilla. <laughs> Yay. And that's not for a temperament. That's always usually for size. But anyway, yeah. um, no, I think this is fantastic. And I think it'd be great to have a camera in there to do that. Have a little speaker in it. So when it does see you coming, it says, oh, pardon me. And, and it gets out oh, of your a way. polite bin. Yes. <laughs> a I polite mean, bin. Sick to I haven't, well, you know, I, we do I'm it to... Nice. Uh, I do it at stores all the time when, oh, it's a shelf or a clothes rack or, you know, I, I excuse myself. My wife laughs yes. at me and says, um, sweetie, that, that was a clothes rack or that was a shelf that you just excused yourself to. Don't you, so, I well, know, you know, politeness is nice. Don't you, you just know? love it when you, you walk into something, right? And there's a second of silence and then crash. Don't you just love that bit? <laughs> yes. It's that Timber. second of silence just between where you think, no. oh, it was all fine. I, I must have not hit crash. <laughs> oh no i did i hit something sorry uh, <laughs> wasn't me and you can't run away that's the annoying no, i know thing. you can't run or if you do you'll end yeah. up crashing into something else you crash into <laughs> something else but no i think this is a really really cool idea i actually want to put this on my list of more things that the amazon eventual <laughs> robot will do for me when that when that mythical amazon robot comes out i wanted to also take out my trash and everything bin. else yeah I yes love that. I, clean I, my floors do the dishes take out the bin we're we're good be my bin a new app coming soon be my bin <laughs> Um, I, I do. Somebody get Hans Weiberg on the phone right now. Yeah, we got to exactly. create. Be got my a new, bin. Got a new idea. Get it done. I do yes. love this, and I love the idea of getting in and writing it about. I think um, you know. I can. I actually know exactly what what Sean would use this for. I, I know right away. I think we all know what I'm going to say here. Um, he's going to go yes. to the nearest drive-through with this. Uh, because he can say, look, I've got a car. I can use the drive-thru. <laughs> exactly. And you could fill up. How many burgers can you get in a, a wheelie bin? Exactly. Oh. we got to make this happen. We do. How many How many lamb chops could you get in your bin, Sean? <laughs> Let's find out. That is the, if there's ever a purpose to try this out for Double Tap, that is it. Uh, look, that is it for us this week. Thank you so much for getting in touch, as always. We always appreciate your feedback. If you've got any questions... You can uh, also drop us a line uh, on Twitter, a uh, message on Twitter, using the hashtag AskDoubleTap. If you've got something you would like us to, to get into and maybe ask other people, or, or we'll try and find the answer ourselves. Um, and also, don't forget the next episode of Double Tap TV, Tuesday nights, 8.30 Eastern. Sean Priest will be there uh, talking Great. about Android. Boo! He's going to be talking about Android and how great Android 10 is. And will Apple glasses ever become a reality? <laughs> no. 
Yes. Yeah. Sorry. Spoilers. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert on that one. Uh, no, I, I'm with you, Tim. I hope that's the case. I hope they are. But uh, we're going to get into that. Mark Flallow and myself uh, on with Sean uh, on the next episode of Double Tap TV, Tuesday night at 8.30 Eastern on AMI-TV. Uh, for now, though, that is it for Double Tap Canada here on AMI-audio. Thank you so much to Tim Schwartz from Life After Blindness. Thank you, Tim. Thank you very much. And Sean Priest, thank you as well for being here. No worries. Thank you. Catch you next time. Don't forget to tune in to Double Tap TV every Tuesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on AMI-tv. For more technology talk with Mark Aflalo and Stephen Scott. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.